1: All right. So about two years ago, y'all, I started this segment with um, when COVID came around and it was giving you guys real estate market updates. I still think we got the playlist, check the playlist and you can kind of catch up on that. But I went around to different cities um, all around the country. I mean, we went to the Bay Area, we went to Houston, I did New York, Atlanta. I mean, I did so many different cities. I mean, I brought on local real estate professionals and investors to kind of talk about their market while we was in the middle of COVID just to give you guys insights of what was happening because like I always tell you, real estate is a local game. So when we hear things on the news, we kind of get nervous, we get kind of scared and I've kind of fell back away from doing that type of content. But I figured, you know what? Why not bring that back and start having these conversations again because like I said, Real estate is local. So, today we're going to discuss the Houston real estate market. Now, Houston is one of those cities. First of all, we're going to be in Houston next week. Make sure you guys um, go to mgbookstore.com if you want to attend the two day masterclass or attend the networking event that I'm having in Houston. We're going to put the links in the description as well. But Houston is one of these real estate markets where, first of all, I love Houston. It's like, Atlanta 2.0, in my opinion. Um, the black excellence in Houston is absolutely incredible. And there is, I think it's a great opportunity for folks like you and me to invest there and to make money in real estate. So today, I'm bringing on a good friend of mine. Um, he's going to talk about everything from Houston real estate. We're going to talk about the property tax rates, we're going to talk about the flooding and flood zones, the zoning. I don't know if you guys know, you can pretty much build anything in Houston. I mean, shit, we're going to talk about the traffic, how hot it is, because I heard it's about 100 degrees in Houston right now. So we're going to talk about everything that can prepare you guys um, for investing or buying homes in the Houston real estate market. So I'm going to bring on my guy, Mr. Andre Barad. Um, he's a new construction and investment expert. Um, he owns a real estate brokerage called Yes 2 Real Estate based in Houston, Texas. So throw some gins in the comment for my guy. Andre Barad. Andre, welcome to the show, my brother.
0: Welcome, welcome. Super excited to be here, MG. How are you?
1: Man, I'm alive and blessed. Thank God for another day.
0: Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Toots. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Every time I watch MG, I'm always hearing too. So shout out to you, Toots. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that, but I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Toots don't have no camera on him on camera today. today. I don't dude. even know why you're not on camera today.
0: Uh, cause mm-hmm. I, I don't know.
1: I feel like, uh, um, fuck it. Toots don't need to be on camera. I mean, we can hear Toots. That's all yeah. that matters. All right. Yeah. So let's let's start off first. Let's talk about Houston. It's hot. It's hot as hell in Houston right now, from what I'm hearing. Um, It's like 100 degrees on average every single day in the summer. Is the real estate market as hot as the weather right now in Houston?
0: You know, you know, MG, that's a great, great question. Right now, um, the AC is blasting. We had 105. It just rained 30 minutes ago. We might have snow a little bit later. So you never know what (laughs) you might get in Houston, right? Uh, But as far as the market, believe it or not, We would say everywhere throughout uh, the numbers has been down, right? Right now of last Wednesday, uh, according to the Houston Association of Realtors, home prices have dipped more than 18% last month compared to 2022. So, you know, COVID had low interest rate, everything was just selling. So as far as right now, compared to last year, we are 18% off as far as prices and sales. So and there's a little bit of dip. But I would say this if we use the same numbers of now, 2020, and before COVID, we are actually a little bit higher and above average before COVID. So we're still looking good in Houston. So wait a
1: minute, hold on. So you're saying right now you're down 18% from its peak?
0: Yes, yes, from this peak of COVID in 2022
1: but it's still up overall.
0: Overall. So before COVID, uh, what would you say, 2020? And and those numbers, we are still above overall at the same pace of 2020 before COVID.
1: Okay, So the million dollar question I have for you is, is this the right time for folks to buy a primary residence in Houston?
0: You know what? I get that question a lot. And, and we sold a lot of homes last year, $24.7 million worth of transaction. And yes, yes, yes. And I always like to use myself as a testimony when I'm answering that question, right? So for example, my wife and I just bought another primary home that we are in right now. We paid $900,000 for it, okay? And so we, we're looking at a year ago, right? Um, and within one year, MG, one year, we had $1.3 million appraisal value. So let me ask you is it worth buying a primary home now? Absolutely. Because here's the thing when you buy right, you eat right. Let me say that again when you buy right, you eat right. It doesn't matter if you're a primary or an investment, but I'm a living testimony with even buying our primary, we are. A, up over four hundred thousand dollars in equity. I have the paperwork to prove it.
1: Look, I can't let so, you. Yeah. We can't move on now. So now, you, now you're talking money right now, right? <laughs> so now I need to know. Yeah. You said you purchased this house for nine hundred k a year ago, and now a it's worth ago. one point three million. And you got you just got it reappraised.
0: That's right. We had it appraised yesterday, and the numbers came back one point three. <laughs> But here's the thing: when we bought it for 900k last year, I knew we was getting a deal. it was worth 1.1 when we bought it last year, right? And so, as an agent realtor, when I when I help my clients identify numbers and put in offers, I always keep in mind where is the trajectory of the community, where is this neighborhood heading, because that would affect your uh, equity play as well and i I use what i have been learning for my wife and i so
1: damn so you first so you came in walking in with 200k and then damn that's a that's a come up bro so now did you have to do any major work to this house to get it to
0: that levels that's the great thing about it is that you want to leverage your partnership so who was my partner my partner was the person who bought the house before me, right? They came in and upgraded the swimming pool, right? They came in and upgraded the uh, the wine bar area, upgraded the restroom, the floors. They did all the heavy lifting. They they spent uh, over a hundred thousand themselves. And so my wife and I came in, and all we did was paint the inside, entire inside, the color one, because we know the the women uh, are the bosses, the real bosses, and that was it.
1: Wow. Drop some gems in the comment for Andre and his wife <laughs> for yeah. running the fucking play, as they say, yeah. and, you know, getting all that yeah. equity. All right. So your own testimony is definitely the right time yeah. to buy in Houston if you're buying a primary residence. So, all right. So I want to know, like, what are some of these tips that you can give our audience right now to kind of make a come up just like you did? Because like you said, when you buy right, you said, "What say? what's that saying you just said? You buy right, you eat right.
0: What did you say? yeah when you buy right you eat right right so you when you buy at the beginning understanding that my primary is going to be an investment as well that you don't want to overpay right and you you want to make sure you buy right and and ride the trajectory of the neighborhood as your equity play increases as well when you buy right you eat right
1: Mm, mm, mm,
0: mm.
1: i i look (laughs) <laughs> I could go on and on about this, but I wanna I wanna I wanna move on. We're talking about the Houston real estate market. So from a primary residence perspective, you're saying if you buy right, you're gonna eat right. So don't let the market news and data, the 18% down from the peak scare you. There's still good opportunities. Yeah. Now what about from an yes. investing standpoint, right? Like what are <clears throat> the areas that we need to be looking at to make a sick return on our investment? as an investor
0: Mm. mg you hit it right on the dot what what are the areas right and for my team and i we tend to focus on the gentrify areas right the up-and-coming areas right so for for us in houston shout out to houston the people know what i'm talking about you're looking at fifth ward right fifth ward is right next to a baseball stadium the soccer stadium and it's three minutes from downtown, right? You're looking at South Park or South Union, which is near the medical center, right? You're looking at uh, City Gas, which is around the 610 loop. You want to ride the trajectory of the up and coming areas, right? For for example, MG, last year when we start building new construction, we we started a trend, building townhomes with no garage, right? So my research stated that majority of the people who are buying homes are, are people in their early 20s and 30s, right, who preference do not need a garage to, to park their car. They're fine with it with it, or they're fine without it, right? My, my numbers show that 20%, right, of the up-and-coming people within Fifth Ward wanted to have a quality home and a garage wasn't um, a must. So what I did and the team and I did was say, hey, look, let's build a product for those 20%. We're not concerned about the the 80, we're concerned about the 20. So we built a a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bathroom home with no garage, 1,500 square feet, right in the middle of Fifth Ward. MG, I'm gonna say this again. When you run your numbers and you believe in the product that you're producing, even the expert is not going to see your vision. So we built our first home for two seventy five, sold it. The next month we built the second home, sold it for three hundred thousand. Two months later we sold, we built the third home and sold it for three thirty, and the fourth home we sold it for three hundred forty thousand. Within a seven months period, the person who bought home number A had seventy thousand dollars worth of equity. Right. So. I'm telling my clients and my investors, you want to be near Fifth Ward, right? Not the expensive part, but on the outskirts where where you still see dogs and cats walking themselves. They're not walking with their owners. They're walking themselves down the street. (laughs) That's where you want to buy it, where the dogs and cats are walking themselves, okay? And the community will and must change. (laughs)
1: when the dogs and the cats are walking themselves. (laughs) Don't let that go over your head, y'all. Don't let that go over your head. That's interesting, right? So if you would have built these homes with a garage, I mean, a one-car garage, a a, a standard two-car garage is about 400 square feet, right? And a one car is about 200 square feet. So that would have took away from the actual living Square feet because it would have had to be in a, an attached garage, and then you go on top of the garage, correct? Correct. So correct. you cater to the people who say, you know what, we're cool with parking in the driveway or in front of our house. We just want the bigger space.
0: That's correct. That's, that's a and here's the gym. Yeah, that's the gym. And here's another thing, MG. The, the, with, with the people stated, well, Andre, this area is not ready for a, a home without a garage. I said, you know what, you're right. So let's put up a fence, a metal fence, ten foot tall, right to where now you have a remote control uh, fence gate that opens and close as you come in and out. So we would have spent around fifteen thousand on the garage, and we end up spending four thousand on the fence. We ran the play, saved saved eleven thousand dollars on that.
1: Per house. Per house. Per house. Per house. Running, running. Wow. In order to run the play, you got to run your numbers. <laughs> That's right. There, there's no play without running. There's no running the play if you don't run the numbers.
0: So That's right. For,
1: so from a research perspective, right? You said something very interesting. You said you ran the research and you saw that twenty percent of the folks in that demo in that demo wanted bigger space, no garage. How? Where did you Correct. find this data?
0: Great, great question, right? So a number of things that the team and I do is that we go online, right, to to uh, Movers.com for the people who's moving into Houston, right? And we look at the numbers based on the people moving in and what they're looking for, right? Um, also, we cater to the the husband with for no kids, the husband and wife, uh, think about having a child, but also the single folks, right? And so I'll looking after doing the research on those numbers, we realized that we wanted to cater to the people who didn't have kids, who didn't have a family, single or just uh, fairly new and married. And that's our focus. So 20% of that is what we found with our research. And we just honed in on that 20% to make sure we have a great product for them. And here's the thing, M.G., as you start perfecting and growing your, your inventory and providing a great product, and more and more homes are being built, guess what? That 20% was last year. So now we have 28%. Right? So sometimes you have to be the beginning person to create the inventory, and people come in and see that, oh, it's okay for us to come into this neighborhood without a garage.
1: Man, throw some throw some gems. And the comment from my man, Andre Barad, man. Look, I always tell you guys, if you're going to work with realtors, please work with realtors who are investors themselves, right? Yes. Because I don't think, we've been on this, what, 10 minutes <clears throat> talks? And the amount of information in the first 10 minutes of this conversation is actually mind-blowing, right? You know, and I need you guys, yeah. when you're speaking to realtors, if they can't speak to how Andre is speaking and understand the numbers was moving and shaking, the demo of 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 wherever you're looking to buy a primary or an investment property, like, yo, that may not be the realtor for you. So guys, I need everybody who's going to watch this live on a replay, live right now or on a replay. Make sure you tap in with my brother, Andre Barad. We're going to put all his information in the description of this video, because if you're going to buy real estate in Houston or invest in Houston, clearly this guy has the knowledge and he knows what the hell he's talking about. Right. So you're building, you're doing tiny homes, you're doing town homes, you're doing everything under the blue sun, you're helping your clients also build and invest in things of that nature. I want to fast forward and let's talk about the zoning laws in Houston, yes. because it's pretty much I've been to Houston a couple times and I'll be on these residential streets and you see nice little one family homes. And then across the street, you see an apartment complex of 70 units. It's like it's no rhyme or reason. It's like it's no neighborhood plan. It's like it's just like the wild, wild west. Right. Anything freaking goes in Houston. So can you talk to us a little bit about the zoning laws and if there are any restrictions to any of this?
0: Yeah, that's a great thing about Houston. And believe it or not, Houston is the only uh, one of the largest cities, right? Do not have zoning, right? We don't have it. So so what is zoning, right? So so zoning is is a way of governing what best use of land. So that's why you can come to Houston and have a gas station and right across the street have some townhomes going up, right? You have some apartments and then right across the street you have some shotgun homes, right? So instead of zoning, what we do have is the city is developed and governed by ordinance codes, right, that addresses how property can be subdivided. So that's what we have here in Houston, right? E restriction, HOA, and then we have um, ordinance codes by the city, which means that hey, for this five thousand square f- uh, foot lot, you can only replant it into this amount to do uh, townhomes, right? But here's the great thing about Houston, um, MG. And I'm about to drop some gems for the millions of people who's watching and listening. You you heard it first here, MG. Houston is uh, about to vote on what they call the livable ordinance, right? Um, The courtyard ordinance, right? And so what that is is that we are putting into play right now, Houston, that we're looking to pass this, that right now with a 5,000 square foot lot with no zoning, typically you can only put a duplex on it, right? Because of this ordinance, you have to have two parking spots. And anything over a duplex is con- considered commercial here in Houston. But he, you heard it first on MG Live. Right now, the city is going to vote that now you can put a fourplex on a 5,000 square foot lot when the city passes ordinance. So now that's a game changer, MG, because now typically you pay $60,000 for a, a 5,000 square foot lot. And the only thing you can do is put a single family, replat it, put two single families, or just put a duplex on there. But now the city is going into voting to state that now 5,000 square foot lot, you can now put a fourplex, right? 1,500 square feet per, um, per door, and you only need one parking spot. This is what the new ordinance is going to do for Houston. And you heard it first here on MG Live.
1: That's crazy, yo. <laughs> Wait, hold yes. on. So a five thousand square foot lot is a fifty by hundred lot. So you telling me you can now they're going to allow you to throw up a four family home on this, one yes. parking spot. It's about to go crazy in Houston, and you can get a plot of land, a fifty thousand, a yes. five thousand square foot plot of land today in today's market for about sixty thousand. Now, is that just the land by itself, or do you have to buy an That's... older home and tear down the home? No, no, no.
0: That just. A clear lot. I just helped a client buy a lot, a 5,000 square foot lot in Fifth Ward for sixty-five thousand. Right. So now our plans is to put two townhomes on there. But now we're going to scratch that and say, hey, let's wait until the city passes ordinance, so now we can put a four-unit, four doors on this lot. Do you know the transfer of wealth that's going to be passed on once you're able to build a four-unit? That's a million-dollar property. You went from. Uh, 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 selling two homes for three hundred and forty thousand a piece to now a four unit over a million dollars uh, value, it's amazing. All
1: right, amazing. so Andre, we need—I need a plot of land. I'll be in Houston next week, right? Yes. I need a plot of land for sixty-five thousand, and we'll figure out how to build this shit later. Yeah, I'll wait for the law to, yes. to pass, but. Man, that is incredible. And the Ford family in this area is going for almost a million dollars?
0: Yes. So, for right now, if you want to go on hard, the Houston Associates of Realtors, the MLS, and look for a Ford unit anywhere in the hood, you're looking at brand new, you're looking at over a million dollars, especially this is going to be a three bedroom, two bath. You're looking at over a million dollars that you can sell this product for. So, it we it just yield consumers, right? 65K for the land. And you're looking at, let's just say, uh, 2,400 square feet per side, right? Upstairs, downstairs, 2,400 square feet. Uh, so you're looking at bill costs of maybe like uh, $100, right? So you can be all in on this product, five to $600,000 and sell it for 1.2 all day long. The, the, the key to this game, everyone, is getting with the right agent, the right real who understand down the pipeline. All agents are not created equal. I'm going to say that again. All agents are not created equal. So you need someone who understands this information. And MG, you know why I know this?
1: Why? Because you're building yourself.
0: (laughs) Bingo. Bingo. So I'm bringing value to my clients. I'm selling their product. And then I'm able to educate them on the rules and regulations and the ordinance that's getting ready to pass with the city.
1: Look, this is why I said about five minutes ago, you got to work with realtors who are actually investing themselves if you're really trying to run the play. It's all about having your team. I tell you, and you just said it, and I say this all the time, not all lenders are built alike, not all realtors are built alike. Some of us do this in real life. Some of us just are order takers and just out here just taking orders all day. But you have to work with, you have to build your team with professionals who can help you understand what the market is doing and help you reach your real estate goals. And I tell everybody this, when you interview somebody, if they, if you're interviewing a loan officer or a realtor and if they're not asking you what your long, short and long-term real estate goals are, off top, that's not the person for you. They should be asking you that every time you speak to them. Or not every time, but every time you interview someone, they should be asking you that because if you just say, hey, I want to buy a house and I'm looking to buy a primary residence, and they're not digging deeper, right? How can they really help you structure your deals the right way so that way the first deal don't mess you up? Because if you don't do the first deal right, it can set you back on your next deals. But if you do the first one right, it can line you up for the next 10 deals. So that's very important, right? Now, let's touch on, you know, before we go, I want to touch on like ADUs,
0: yes, (laughs) Accessory
1: (laughs) Dwelling Units. Is Houston one of these cities that are embracing? And I would probably say yes, because, hell, they just, they're just they about to approve a bill that you can do a four-family on a 5,000-square-foot lot. But I'm assuming for ADUs, accessory dwelling units, they are also um, friendly to that, and they want people to build these ADUs, correct?
0: That's correct. So, so real quick, a, a accessory dwelling unit, right, or ADU. They have all the necessary amenities required in every living quarter, right? But for the fewer costs and smaller in size than a main home, many people construct ADUs to make the best use of their lot, form extra income and and renting and selling, right? So let me give you an example of a client who purchased a home, turned into an ADU, and now we're getting ready to have it on the market. See? The, the, the one of the great reason mg about working with yes the real estate team is that we have the social proof right we have the social proof It's no examples here it's real life examples over here okay so my client shout out they bought a home in um what you call it uh 77004 third ward right so it's near u of h tsu right so for my you, you know where that's at so they bought the home at a, a two-bedroom, one-bath for 200000 right? So to the, to the eye, you might think that's a lot of money, right? But now they turn it into a three-bedroom, three-bath for the front home. They attach, right? They have a garage apartment in the back, which is a two-bedroom, one-bathroom home, right? And the garage apartment has its own separate interest to, to the garage apartment, right? So here's the great thing about it. The front home is not... You know, 24, uh, it's now 2,000 square feet. The garage apartment is 1,300. So that's 3,400 total square feet. They paid 200,000 for their home, 200,000 in rehab. That's 400,000. And we get ready to list this on the market for $799,900. ADUs in Houston, Third Ward. So, so it, it's amazing. It doesn't matter what part of the investment that you want to get in here in Houston. We are diverse, and and we are doing it all here in Houston. And and, um, it is an investor-friendly city for sure.
1: Man. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you said a lot in only 30 minutes, bro. (laughs) I'm going to hold you up. Um, You said a lot. Um, Throw some gems in the comment for my my guy, Andre Barad. He's actually going to be at my Houston um, two-day masterclass on July 14th and 15th. He's I, t- I said, Andre, I'm giving you 90 minutes, bro, to teach whatever the hell you want. You can talk constructions. I mean, he's doing tiny homes. Let's talk about your tiny homes that you're doing real quick before we get yeah. out
0: of here. So real quick, what we'll make the tiny homes so amazing that it's first of its kind, right? So the tiny home community, we're building nine. Shout out to Matt. Hopefully uh, you get one of those, Matt, MG. So we're building <laughs> nine of them. Right. And it's going to be a gated community. So two bedrooms, two and a half baths, 960 square feet. And the great thing about the homes is that it's going to be HOA, deed restriction. But guess what, everyone? When you are the owner, you get to dictate and control what happens with the properties. Let me say it again. With us being the owners, the HOA, the deed restriction is going to be catered to our investors. So you want a short term rental, long term rental, you want to buy a hold, no matter what you want to do. This yes to real estate Texas tiny homes is gonna be catered to our investors. Nine, we already pre-sold five of them on the contract. I haven't accepted a contract yet, but we have five contracts in. The yes to real estate, Texas tiny homes, stay tuned. Gator community.
1: Look, I'm not gonna buy one of them, but I wanna get on the on the builder side with you. Yes. Um yes. so I'm I'm more interested in that side of it versus me owning one of those tiny homes and when, we, when I come down there next week and we're gonna definitely have a, you know good time and we're gonna talk and really build and really develop this out because I think it's definitely a great opportunity on both sides if you're going to invest and especially if it's investor friendly and I think that's key what you're saying because a lot of tiny homes that's being built they're not they're not for investors and I've, I actually learned this the hard way. That's a whole another story on another day I'm gonna talk about that. but I like what you're doing in Houston. Like I told you guys, Andre Barada is going to be at my two-day master class next weekend in Houston. Go to mgbookstore.com. Get your tickets. We got seven seats left. This is a small, intimate class. No more than 40 students will be in this class for two days from 10 to 5 p.m. Friday and Saturday. And I'm, I'm honored to have Andre um, being one of the professors, and he's also um, one of the sponsors for this event. Um, So shout out to the Yes to Real Estate team for sponsoring and and making sure that this event was able to take place in Houston, Texas. So I really appreciate you guys and your support and everything that you guys are doing over there, Andre. And I can't wait to see everything firsthand
0: of what you guys got going on. MG, one more. One more real quick, okay? I want to encourage your listeners to the millions of people who's watching and listening right now. I am a true testament to where... You can be watching a person and believing a person and, and following a person and following the goals and the missions of Ransom gym. I'm a true testament that if you put in the work, you pay to play, you learn, you grow, you apply. I'm a true testament that you can and you will be on camera one day. I'm that person. I came from nothing. I didn't know MG before building our reporting relationship. Now we're doing um some investing together so i'm um, you yes you the millions of people's watching this is your season and your time to come out and build
1: yeah no that's a fact man andre has been the earner for years um probably one of the first eyl university people um that that joined the, the program and he's just been an avid supporter he shows up to events um shout out to king arthur um, always, you know, always plugging people and making sure everybody knows who everybody is. And um, it's just been a great community, um, the EYL University community. And Andre, like he said, he's one of his people. He, he joined the community. And look, he's successful, right? And this is what I tell people all the time. Just because you're successful doesn't mean you can't get more successful. And sometimes you got to go behind the wall, the paywall, to actually really start developing and meeting other people because you're going to make your money back if you apply yourself, Right. It don't work unless you work. And what Andre has done is he's built these relationships. He became a part of the community. We've run we've run into each other all over the country. And now we've developed relationships. I've helped he's helped support and and brought and I'll tell you guys the transparent. He's brought ad space on Rants and Gems. He's advertised his business, right, with Rants and Gems and off of that investment. He's made six figures in his real estate business, right? And he said, yo. And real talk, he hit me up this weekend, like, yo, I see you come to my city. I want to sponsor it. Like, we need to be in the building. We need to have a presence there, MG. This is my city, and I'm trying to grow, and I'm trying to take over. I said, Dre, we're going to work something out, and let's figure it out. And I said, you know what? You got so much information. I got to get you on the channel, bro, because people need to hear who you are. And especially for my licensed real estate professionals, loan officers, and realtors specifically, we have to get on these platforms. Yes. Our voice needs to be heard. We are the ones out here. We have our fingerprints on the generational wealth of our community. But if we're not out here on social media putting out content, if we're not out here teaching at a high level, then nobody's going to know what the hell we do, right? They're going to listen to the people who are out here for clickbait, the, the doom and gloom people, and they're going to listen to them, and they're going to let the wealth pass them by while others are building it. So it's very important for us licensed professionals To be on these platforms, to be on YouTube, to be on all these social media pages and putting out content at a high level. You have to make this a priority because if your voice doesn't get heard, then what are you really doing this for? Stop thinking local. Think global. And platforms like this gives us all the opportunity to become global. Andre, tell them how to follow you, bro.
0: Yes. So thank you so much, MZ. So you can follow me on Facebook at Andre yes to real estate. You can follow me on Instagram on, say it again, Andre, yes to real estate, right? Um, um, also, my, uh, my website is www.yes to realestateteam.com as well.
1: Shout out to my guy, Andre Barad. He will be one of my teachers um, in Houston next week on July 14th and 15th. Make sure you guys tap in with that. Go to mgbookstore.com to pick it up. Andre, I appreciate the love today, Playboy, and I'll see you next week.
0: Yes, thank you for saying yes to real estate. See you at the top.
1: Yes, sir. Peace out, Andre. All right, so that was a great segment, y'all. Drop some gems in the comment if you got some value. I know this was quick. This wasn't our typical hour and some change video. But, um, yeah, it was enough meat on the bones pause for you to take away and go out here. And learn some shit. All right? So, I'll see you guys in Houston next week. Again, shout out to the Andre and the Yes to Real Estate team. This is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, but better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. Peace.